It's the Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. 1049 The Morning X, it is Kev, and I had to laugh at this uh, last week. Uh, the New York Times had to pull an article after somebody, I don't know, as a joke, published an article claiming that there were fields of watermelons found on Mars. <laughs> uh, they were quick to delete the article, calling it an error. It didn't stop uh, crazy amounts of fun online. Uh, the FBI declined to uh, comment on reports of watermelons raining down, but confirmed that kiwis have been intercepted. This story is terribly boring. <laughs> Watermelon tastes good, police say, the report added. (laughs) Uh, Somebody in the New York Times is hilarious. Either that or their website was hacked. (laughs) But they pretty much, uh, you know, put a landing page on it now that said, this article was published in error. Uh, Why? I mean, you're like, are you working for The Onion and The New York Times at the same time and then accidentally post your Onion article uh, on The New York Times? Or are you just sick of your job? That's my question. And, uh, yeah, if there were watermelons on Mars, I'm sure somebody would have reported on it by now. But, I mean, are we supposed to just let that go? Maybe there are watermelons on Mars. Maybe it is raining kiwis out there and the government's trying to keep it from us. As a matter of fact, I'm starting to not believe that watermelons come from Earth at all. They've been keeping that from us since they faked the moon landing. (laughs) Well, I think the New York Times should just let the article stay up, tag it as satire, and just, you know, crumble in on itself and become a, a satirical news site themselves. Why not? Nobody believes the news anymore anyway. Five more minutes of this and I'm going to get mad. 104.9 The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Cap time for your weekly dose of good news. <laughs> we like to cleanse your palate once a week of all the crappy news that's out there with a few good news stories from around the country, around the world. Go out to New York for the first story here. There's uh, three women at a nursing home in New York who just had a joint birthday party because they're all best friends. All three of them turn 100 years old this month. Could you imagine that? Usually when you get to be 100 years old, everybody you grew up with has passed on. But these three best friends got to all turn 100 together. Look at that. It's a long time to live, by the way. I don't think I want to get to 100. A Texas A&M student was moving away from Florida for school, and he stopped his car to give a homeless guy a bunch of stuff like shoes and blankets. Now a video, someone got of it, is blowing up on TikTok. TikTok's the new wave of the future, folks going to be a join them or die situation when it comes to TikTok, I think. So hopefully some good things will happen for that kid. A woman in San Diego recently bought an old nightstand at Goodwill and found a note inside with her parents' old phone number on it. (laughs) Turns out it was her sister's friend's nightstand from when they were a kid. What are the odds of that? It's not necessarily a good story, but it's a fun story. Uh, Last month, a Waffle House employee, this is, listen to this story, this is crazy. A Waffle House employee. Now, Waffle House, if you don't know, if you go to the South, like, imagine, like, there's, like, a Walgreens or a CVS on every corner here. Imagine you're in the South. Now all of those are Waffle Houses. Just like a little diner. Big yellow sign, Waffle House. Uh, One of those in Alabama, a kid worked there named Timothy Harrison. He asked for a day off to go to his high school graduation, but he showed up that morning anyway and said he wasn't going to his graduation because he didn't have nice clothes or ride across town. His co-workers said, no way. 
One of them drove him to get his cap and gown. His boss and two other employees went to a clothing store to buy him some dress clothes, and he ended up getting ready for his graduation right there in the middle of the Waffle House dining area. Now, that's already a great story, but here's the best part. A community college heard about the story. They're going to give Timothy free tuition and books. Look at that. People helping people. You want to read some positive news stories from our area? Check out rockrivercurrent.com. And that, my friends, is your weekly dose of good news. 104.9 The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kevin. You know, I realize it's hot in our building, but do we really need jet engine fans out in the hallway? Well, at least you get the air conditioning in this this studio. My studio is like a sauna. Yeah, I've been down there. It's like uh, you're, you melt in there. Yeah, we melt. So I would love a jet engine, although they are pretty loud. You walk in. Also, uh, it's dark in our hallway, and I, I hit my foot on them every time I walk down the hallway. I run right into them. I trip on them. I fall over them. I hate them. I mean, I appreciate them trying to cool the place, but we do have to record things, and when it sounds like there's a fighter jet in the background. Uh, We're know. doing our show from an airplane. That's right. <laughs> Broadcasting from 35,000 feet. That'd be cool. Ready to take a dump? Yeah. Again, I guess. We are dumping on celebrities as we do every single Tuesday. Here is your celebrity dump. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin back in the news. Who is that? Uh, okay, you'll remember Jeffrey Tubin when I uh, remind you. He was, of course, the CNN analyst who stepped down after the story broke about him diddling himself on a Zoom call. Oh, yes. The guy with the big glasses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was fired from his job at the New Yorker over and he stepped down from CNN. Well, now he's back on CNN. They have welcomed him back. That's uh, nice of them. He has stated that he's trying to be the better person that everyone thought he was. And he promises to only diddle on Twitch from now on. <laughs> so was he, he was aware that the Zoom call was going while he was diddling himself? He thought he was done. And he thought the camera wasn't on oh, him. Oh, and then and he went back to doing his yeah. thing. And okay, well, you know what? I give him a second chance. Yeah, um, it's very terrifying. As somebody who does live streams, I'm paranoid for like the next two hours after my live stream because I don't know what I what I do in my apartment or whatever. Yeah, I don't want to know what you're doing. <laughs> right, right. Or so, me too. I, I don't want to. Exactly. So I make sure to X out of everything, close the laptop. Oh, always. Uh, every time, delete cookies, history, uh, like throw your computer <laughs> in the river, whatever you got to do. Clear the last hour. Yeah, just yeah. clear everything out. Mm-hmm. Restart, always. Uh, speaking of being canceled, Kevin Hart <laughs> is the latest celebrity to call out cancel culture, uh, questioning why everyone all of a sudden is supposed to be perfect. He says the only way to grow up is to screw up. And who would know better about wanting to grow up than five foot three Kevin Hart? Hasn't he been canceled like five times already? That, that's what he said. And he said, and he takes my advice. Like I always said, if you get canceled, just don't be canceled. Don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Like the best way, like how many times do they try to cancel Bill Burr over something he said? Exactly. And he just keeps on doing what he does. That's my theory is with the cancel kids is that let them throw a temper tantrum and tell you you're terrible and then five minutes later they're back on their their ipads and they're and they're tiktoking back in back up in their ivory towers yeah back up on their pedestals yeah so let them yell at you and then they get distracted then they got like a attention span for like five minutes and they go back to whatever and you're fine has anybody taken a look at the history of these canceled people no i have not i can't wait till some of them start getting calling out themselves you know yeah i mean you're always in danger you got to be really careful what you say now and it's, it's really you know you don't want to who cares what they think i probably just pissed off five foot three people you know what um <laughs> if you're not on twitter and social media those opinions don't matter who cares what they think yeah i guess i guess you're right <laughs> i don't care uh, and finally post malone got new teeth i thought he 
Like gold ones, probably? Yeah, porcelain veneers. Oh. Uh, studded with diamond fangs. Before I go on, any guesses? Fangs? Any guesses as to how is how much his new smile cost? If he's got diamond teeth, it's got to be like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. 500000 Too low. 700000 you're way too low. Eight hundred thousand. One point six million dollars. Oh really? For a new set of teeth with diamond-studded fangs. That's gotta be. That's. Is that you, really you attractive know, looking you know, fangs? You know, ladies love a twinkly vampire. Just ask the Twilight books. <laughs> yeah, he's like Edward Cullen, <laughs> but with a million-dollar grill. Is that his name, Edward Cullen? Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's got tattoos all over his face. You well, say he looks like a doodle bear. Well, yeah, po- yeah, he does. Yeah, Poe says that he needed a flashy smile because, like with the tattoos, they distract from how bad his music is. Hey, now, I, I told you I like Post Malone your celebrity and his music. Dump. Dump. No, sir. That's your celebrity dump. <laughs> it's Kev. So what do you think of a character like that? On 104.9. Well, I think you're wise to keep him locked up, Doctor. The Morning X. 1049 The Morning X. It is Kev. I got Matt here. I got Chelsea here. What's up, guys? What's going on? It's been a minute since I had both of you. A real hot That's minute. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can't well set done. me up like that. No, that was good. Well done. I uh, I thought about even saying it myself, but I, I let you take all the glory. Thank you. Thank all you. The glory. What's up? Okay, so um, question of the day on Facebook today is uh, tell me something that you did either as a little kid or a drunk adult. Don't tell me which one. Uh, and uh, I want to. I'm, I'm curious to know if uh, we can figure out each other's stories first of all. Ooh, I want to go first. Throw a temper tantrum at Walmart. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, it's funny because that's something a little kid would do. But I could totally see you doing that. Same. As a, as a drunk adult. Uh, but okay, uh, my guess is drunk adult. Chelsea. I'm gonna say drunk adult. You're right. It's drunk adult. <laughs> okay, explain. But I wasn't. I don't think I was that drunk. It was just. Uh, it was your fault. I was trying to ring up bananas at the <laughs> at the cash register and the self checkout, and you told me that the banana code was four zero one one. So I typed it in, and the machine froze, and I had to get the lady, and I was very upset. And he started throwing things. And I started throwing and, things around and getting all blah, 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 and pouty. I've, I've told you about this off the air. Uh, that wasn't my fault. Yes, it was. <laughs> Me telling you, being helpful and telling you the banana code. If I just would have typed in like bananas like I wanted to, the situation would never have happened. Here I am in Walmart. Your fault. Chelsea, you got a story? Uh, drug adult or little kid? Okay, so I'm going to tell a story from my younger years. So I went rollerblading, and I fell, and I skinned my whole arm. The whole arm? The whole arm. Okay. And then kept going. Okay. And that's the story. Not really safe to go rollerblading while drunk, but (laughs) when you are younger, you make stupid decisions. However... I think as a little kid, we all skin something. So it's hard. that's a tough one. Matt, what do you think? Uh, you, you skinned your entire arm. I haven't seen, you know what? It must be when you were a little kid because I haven't seen you with a skinned arm. I'm going to vote little kid too. It was not. I was drunk. <laughs> drunk? 
I, okay, so That's there was, dangerous. we went to a winery and I was drinking wine all day <laughs> and I said, you know what? It would be a great idea to put my rollerblades on and my rollerblade got stuck in this tar and I literally made like a like Superman move and fell and skinned my whole arm and then just kept going with me and my friends and they're like, you really want to keep going? Your whole arm is bleeding. And <laughs> I looked at my arm and started freaking out and they pretty much had to carry me back to the house. <laughs> rollerblading and wine don't mix. They you don't. That. I went rollerblading over the weekend and I fell and hurt my wrist and I was sober. <laughs> See, I'm pretty good sober, but drunk, no. <laughs> uh, I got one for you guys. I got in trouble at a restaurant for stealing soap out of the bathroom. No, oh, definitely drunk. I think you were a child. Oh, you're split on this one, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm proud to announce that that happened as a very drunk adult. Yes, person. I knew yes. it. Drunken Kev. <laughs> I used to do that as a joke, right? I would take the soap out of the bathroom, like a pump soap, yeah. and put it on the table. And when the waitress would come, I would say, uh, um, we're out of ketchup and hand her the soap bottle. <laughs> just as a gag, just to get a stupid laugh okay. out of the, you know, just, and this was usually when I was drunk. Yeah. Uh, but the restaurant owner caught on, uh, but apparently somebody had actually been stealing soap. Oh my God. Like somebody had actually been taking it from the restaurant. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, and it wasn't me because I always just left it on the table. Yeah. You know, and uh, and so he comes up and he's, he's yelling at me. He's like, now I know who's been doing this. And he said, you're going to go arrested. First of all, he said, go arrested. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Whoa. he called the cops. <laughs> the cop comes and uh, super cool cop comes in and, you know, like the guy tells him what was up and then the cop kind of says, get over here. And he goes, and I quote, man, don't tell me you stealing soap. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, and I go, I'm drunk, like massively drunk. And he's, I go, I didn't steal it. (laughs) I just brought it to my table. And basically it all all just wound out with, uh, you know, cop didn't do anything. I just uh, got kicked out of the restaurant. That's great. Was asked never to come back. Fantastic. Back there the next weekend, by the way, he didn't didn't realize, (laughs) but I learned my lesson. Uh, We got some from social media here. Uh, If you want to text me your story, you can text it to 59457. Drunk adult or little kid. Uh, This person apparently didn't understand the assignment because they said it was in college, so we'll skip that one. Uh, Jamie says, puked all over my cousin on a Ferris wheel. Now, they don't give whether or not it's drunk adult or little kid, so we just have to speculate here. Who puked all over my cousin on a Ferris wheel? Drunk adult, what do you think? I think drunk adult for sure. Yeah, drunk, puke. Yeah, when you're a kid, you can... You, you, you like you Definitely know, I, hurl. I threw up in the middle of a, uh, of a, of a pet store when I was a kid. <laughs> That's true. You do, kids do throw up a lot. Yeah. So. Like dinosaur macaroni and cheese all over. Oh, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, I did not That's need it. that I'm image done. in my Boom. head. I'm out of here. <laughs> Who wants breakfast? <laughs> you can keep sending responses on our Facebook page at the X Rock for drunk adult or little kid stories. Five more minutes of this and I'm going to get mad. 104.9 The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kevin. Our guest here is a writer, an expert on the paranormal, appearing in the latest installment of Shock Docs on Discovery Plus. The Devil Made Me Do It. Let's welcome on the phone Jeff Belandre. Hey, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on board. I love talking to people who uh, know about this kind of stuff. Um, the story itself, it deals with the real-life people that inspired the latest Conjuring movie, well, all the Conjuring movies, really. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So you, you met them, right? I actually grew up with them. I, uh, I lived in the next town over uh, from where they lived in Newtown, Connecticut. So I knew them since I was 12 years old. Do the uh, Conjuring movies get them right? 
Nah. You know, I mean, I, I think the, the Conjuring movies turn them uh, into a little more heroic figures, which I get, uh, sure. for, uh, like the writer in me. But um, I, to know, know them in person, they were they were pretty real. Like, you know, I mean, they were local celebrities when I grew up. They're way more famous now because of the movies than sure. they ever were. You know, when I was a kid, you'd see them in the grocery store. be like, oh, hey, Lorraine. You know, uh, sure. <laughs> and you'd go see them in the fall and they'd share their stories. Um, so uh, it, it, it's tough for me because they were just so human uh, knowing them. Right. Yeah. Right. And part of that franchise is the uh, the Annabelle movies. Have you ever seen the real Annabelle doll in person? I've been inches from the real Annabelle doll. <laughs> and and the thing is, like, you know, one of my first gigs as a professional was, was being a, a newspaper feature writer and inter- interviewing them for Halloween and meeting Annabelle. And sure. I was freaked out because the real Annabelle doll is a Raggedy Ann doll. Right. And my sister had the same doll doll on her bed at home. So I was just like, oh, that's been in my house for, you know, for years. You know what? I'm almost more off-put by a Raggedy Ann doll than I am on the uh, kind of uh, demonized one from the movies, actually. I completely agree with you, because the reason is, when you see the, the demonized one in the movie, what kid on earth would look and go, let me cuddle with that thing? <laughs> right, exactly. Zero, right? Raggedy Ann, you'd be like, oh, so cute, let me cuddle. And then it's evil? Oh, that's way more. Right, scary. at least Chucky was cute before he turned evil. <laughs> that's right, yeah, totally. No, I agree with you completely. They, they, uh, they missed a, an opportunity there, for sure. Uh, so the documentary deals with the real story that happened. The Warrens were there, and now the story itself kind of feels like if John Grisham and Stephen King wrote a book together. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're nailed it. That's right. Yeah, the first time an attorney tried to use a demonic possession defense uh, in a trial. So, uh, first of all, let's start with this. Who was on trial and what exactly happened? How did he get there? So, Arnie Johnson is on trial, 19 years old. It's uh, 1981. And he's on trial because a month earlier, uh, he had stabbed a man. Um, to death. He, his, it was his landlord. And in that moment, uh, they, were, they were drinking, they were partying. Debbie, his girlfriend, who was also there, claims that something overtook Arnie. His face changed. Everything about him changed. And in that moment, this murder was committed, and Arnie doesn't remember it. If, if you go back a little further than that, just five, six months earlier, the two of them were living with Debbie's family when her youngest brother, David, had gone through a whole summer of demonic possession that involved the priests, uh, the church. It involved Ed and Lorraine Warren, and just absolute trauma that, that occurred to this kid and to this family uh, and absolutely affected them. So when Arnie was arrested for the murder, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren were the ones who said, hey, wait a minute, we don't think you're responsible. We think you were under demonic possession, and, and therefore you shouldn't be charged. We want to put this on trial. We want to bring in priests and exorcists and demonologists, and let's, let's prove what we do is real. Let's prove that the devil is real, and let's get our day in court. Uh, so, so they, they uh, I guess, in- influenced the attorney to actually go for that defense. Yeah, they helped pick out a Roman Catholic attorney and and say, like, let's you know, let's look for precedent for this. Let's let's use this defense that he was not under his own power when the murder occurred. Uh, and, and for them, I, I, I mean, I'm knowing those guys like Ed Warren would tell you, you know, again, 1980s, there was no Internet. There was sure. no reality TV shows. He would tell you he loved the press almost as much as ghosts. You know, uh, <laughs> he would invite reporters and, and radio hosts and things like that. Come with us. I want you to see what we do. I want you to tell others. Uh, so, so for him, this was an opportunity to like prove his life's work uh, and forgetting, I think, for a moment that human being died. You know, someone, right. someone was murdered. And, and, and by the way, this town is so small. That's the first murder in the town's history. Nobody had ever been killed before. The first one ever? 
ever, oh ever. God. And for the police, it was open and shut. A couple of guys drinking, there's an argument, someone had a knife, and now someone's dead. We know what to do, right? right. Uh, you're going to jail. And, and, and it did seem that simple until the, the court of public opinion got evolved, and Ed and Lorraine Warren are doing interviews with every sort of media outlet saying, no, 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 he's not responsible. He was, he was possessed. And that's what turned this into, uh, we, would, we wouldn't even be having this discussion if the end of it was just that exorcism with the boy, right? Right. It's, because it, it made the media circus, it was turned into a book. Now it's a Conjuring movie, and I'm just grateful that we were able to get this documentary out. You know, pretty close to the, the time the movie was released to, to get the real story out. Sure. There. Now, have you seen the new Conjuring movie? Yeah, yeah, I did. And, you know, that's, these movies are fun, um, but they take their liberties. Sure. You know, as they, as they would. You know, Hollywood tends to do that. You know, they 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 got to make it um, cinematic. Of course, and I don't have a problem with that until people who don't understand the difference between fiction and reality get involved. And they think the Hollywood movie is a documentary and all that really happened. Because I've, se- I've seen what happens. I've seen what ha- the first Conjuring movie. I live uh, 40 minutes from that house. Uh, I've, I've been in it. I know the Perrin family. I know the people who own it now. I know the people who own it before. Sure. Uh, and, and, and that house, before that movie came out, you'd drive right by. You wouldn't think anything of it. After the movie came out, it was it just became a huge problem. People trying to break in. People trying to. Uh, one person ran into the property with a gas canister, saying, "I'm going to burn the demons out." <laughs> oh, God. And little, you know, old people live there. Right. And they were like, "This is not okay." You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to be able to, uh, you know, compartmentalize between, uh, you know, what's what's cinematic and what really happens in real life. Um, now, I, I can't imagine there's a judge on planet Earth who would say. All right, we'll go with that. You can, you can, you can use demonic uh, possession. Go right ahead. Thankfully, you are correct, uh, <laughs> and and there's still not a judge on the planet, and so the judge would not allow this line of defense at all, saying, right. "Hey, spectral evidence went out in 1692 in Salem, Massachusetts." Right? I mean, right. <laughs> that one didn't go well, and we're not doing it now. Uh, so, so at that point, the attorney had to change and go with a, a self-defense kind of defense, sure. um, and ultimately. Arnie Johnson would be convicted of manslaughter, not murder. Interesting. Um, So, you know, was there some court of public opinion influence on that jury? Tough to to tell, but, um, you know, they obviously bought it enough. He only served five years. Right. I mean, if you do watch John Grisham movies, you know that you don't have to prove anything to the jury. You just have to say it. And if they hear it, they'll hear it one way. (laughs) Right. And, uh, you can influence the jury sometimes. That's all of I'm course. saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, knowing what we know now, I think they didn't know as much about mental health then as they do now. Uh, what about you? Do you believe that Arnie was actually possessed by the devil? Okay. Let me go back one more step. Sure. I was raised Catholic, and I believe that that kid David went through something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, uh, and the reason I believe is because I know if, if you want an exorcism from the Catholic Church, you don't just knock on the door and schedule it for three o'clock today. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a big involved process that uh, the priests will investigate. They'll do blessings. They'll bring in a medical doctor, a psychiatric professional. All, all that has to be done before they authorize an exorcism. And I, I think that's a good policy, by the way. Yeah, uh, sure. And so, so that was ultimately approved uh, after months with, with this kid. Uh, and he did go through the exorcisms. So, and when you see Debbie in the documentary talk about what her brother went through, mm-hmm. I just, I truly believe that family went through something traumatic. Now, now, did it make the leap to Arnie in that moment? See, I've never killed anybody, right? Nope. However, <laughs> I have driven in rush hour traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
get the urge, right? Yeah. I understand what that feels like, you know? Right. Uh, that, 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 like, oh, I would kill that guy. But I didn't. And so uh, was he not in his right mind? Sure. I believe that. Um, was it possession? I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I hope to never be able to get into the head of a, a killer, you know? Uh, right. or, and, and, and again, there's alcohol involved too, which everyone ex- concedes, you know, they're, yeah, they were drinking. And so, uh, but, but I do know when you hear from him in this documentary, like this is a regular guy who seems to just have blocked this whole thing out. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. That's it. It was a tough question. I, I kind of threw that on you. <laughs> no, I say ask away. No, um, well, I mean, actually, we are uh, kind of out of time. I would love to do like a two-hour podcast with you about this. Unfortunately, <laughs> they, yeah. won't, they won't allow that here. But if you want to learn more, of course, you could watch the documentary on Discovery Plus right now. Shock Docs: The Devil Made Me Do It. And if you want a more cinematic adventure through that story, of course, the Conjuring movie uh, that's out right now, you can see that as well. Uh, Jeff Belanger, thank you very much. Where can we find you online? You, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and uh, it's uh, at Exploring Legends. It's the Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. 1049 The Morning X at 820. It is Kev on the phone with us now. Andrea from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. And the Go Guide is out. We know what we're doing this weekend. What's up, Andrea? Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Uh, You can sign up for the Go Guide at gorockford.com. And uh, if we were to open our email today, what would we find? Well, you find a lot of fun. So let's start by talking about what's going on this weekend. We have the 619 Freedom Fest. This is happening at Davis Park on Saturday from 12 until 10. So really the whole entire day and night. They have a fun festival planned for you. They've been working really hard behind the scenes to make this happen. They're going to have games, food, vendors, live concert music, all that fun stuff, special appearances and more. So immerse yourself in this culturally filled day of peace and unity within our community and enjoy the beauty of Davis Park. I know some new murals have been popping up in downtown, in the downtown Rockford area, so you can catch those too while you go to this event and just have some fun with the family on Saturday. Great. Yeah, that's important to learn about. Yeah, definitely it is. And then also in conjunction, very similar, the Rockford June 18th, 1865 celebration is going on both Saturday and Sunday. Cinecity Park is where this is taking place Saturday from 1 until 9, Sunday from 5 to 8. So you can expect a lot of fun there as well. They're um, going to have a special gospel tribute, talent show with Harlan Jefferson and Red and plenty more. They're going to have food trucks and beverages and fun activities for the family. So be sure to check out Rockford Juneteenth 1865 celebration at Cinecity Park. Excellent. Yes, so that is always fun. Um, And then we also have something going on, which I think is great, all summer long. It's going on from June 14th all the way to August 16th. It's recurring weekly on Mondays. It's from 6 to 7. It's the Alding Golf Club Family Night at the range. So if you can make this out, this is going to be a great opportunity for the families to go out. It's only $10 per person to go and check this out at Alding Golf Club. But you, it's wonderful because participants, uh, they'll go into different age groups. So, you know, as young as even four years old can participate in this event. So if you're ever wondering, hey, how do I start my week off right? Definitely get the family and go out to Alding for this fun event. Excellent. That sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, if you if you like golf, you know, like I I am I like golf. I get frustrated because I want to be able to be good at golf, and I can't I can't play. <laughs> well, this is an event for you. They'll teach you all the tips and tricks, and then maybe you can you know maybe you are a pro and you just don't even know it. <laughs> no, I think I've proven that I'm unteachable at golf. I, I I can't catch on for some reason. 
I don't know what it is. I'm just, it's, I'm just not built for the sport. That's all. Oh, uh, well, in any case, hopefully, maybe, maybe folks out there, you know, it's just to go out and have some fun too. So maybe you're not that great at it. That's all right. That's no big deal. Just go out and kind of learn and have some fun. So that's happening. Oh, and then they have the wonderful, delicious alchemy at Aldine too now that reopened. So you've got lots to do for your Monday and then leading into next week. But the creative murals, as I mentioned, the transformational art is going up around town. Be on the lookout for those. But of course, all of this that I mentioned can be found at gorockford.com. So check it out. Cool. And I know we meant that they mentioned in our newscast a little bit earlier that, uh, you know, Rockton is still planning to do old settlers days. Do you know anything about that? You know, that's a great question. I do know as far, I've been watching, you know, very closely and paying attention to this. And we have talked to um, folks in Rockton. It sounds like as far as we know right now, it will be taking place. But of course they're taking every precaution and working with uh, local authorities to make sure that it is of course safe for folks to attend um, and yeah, the the details will be rolling out on their website and then Village of Rockton's website as well, or their Facebook page. Excellent. I mean, they could have yeah. it could, would have killed them to to get one rock band out there though. It is all <laughs> it is all country this year. It's, it's gonna be it'll be all banjos. Beyond the committee, Kev. I mean, I don't think I can, as, as I'm not a resident of Rockton. I, I don't believe that I can get on the committee. I'm just saying, you know, it doesn't have to be all country. But, you know, if, you if you're into that thing, that's going to be a great weekend for you. It will, it will definitely be fun. It sounds fun. And they've got all the carnival rides for you, too, Kev. It, it, I, I have to pretend on this show that I don't like country music, but secretly I do. Oh, I figured. <laughs> I have to be like, this is a rock station. Boo country. Boo. <laughs> But secretly at home. I grew, I grew up on it. My dad, you know, it's because of my dad. I like it. But, you know, I, I have to pretend yeah. to be cool. Gotcha. Yeah. I see. I see how this works. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, keep your eyes at GoRockford.com. And, of course, uh, you can follow the story with Rockton and Old Settlers Days on pretty much any news outlet in Rockford. So just exactly. keep, keep your eyes on that. Andrea from the Rockford Area Convention <laughs> Visitors Bureau, as always, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. And uh, have a good week. We'll see you next time. The morning X. And uh, I know it's your favorite holiday today. Uh, it's Happy OJ Day. Yeah. June 17th, 1994. 95 million Americans watching on TV. It's oh, OJ God. on an eight-hour police chase in a white Bronco after uh, basically being accused of murdering his wife or his ex-wife and her friend. Which he did, but... He you did. Know, he that's got either off, here but... nor there. Not even his Bronco. Hey, man, the gloves didn't fit, all right? The... No, they didn't. <laughs> it was AC's Bronco because AC was so in love with that guy, he even had to buy the same car. He followed him around the league and college and everything else, and then he even had to buy the same car. Wait, so the white Bronco wasn't even OJ's? No, the white Bron- OJ's white Bronco was impounded because there was blood all over it. Oh, so at that point... OJ's Bronco was evidence that LAPD had that. So Al Collings is driving him around in his white Bronco, which is an exact copy of OJ's. So the the infamous white Bronco belonged to AC. Let's get in the most obvious car we can to run for the cops. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, How long ago was it? It's been 27 years now? Yeah. It's a long. It's a long time. Uh, but look, man, I, I got very obsessed with that whole thing. <laughs> See, I, I've it, read every book about it. I've been to the sites, just because I've just it's it, it has captured my attention like nothing else. Did you ever get to read or, or, or hear anything of the OJ? If I did it, oh, book? absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I've read the whole thing cover to cover. <laughs> it is, yeah, he did it. It gets crazy specific in certain parts. Things where, he wouldn't have known if he didn't do it. Yeah, 
I, I just, you know, there's parts where he starts talking about how, and then this guy started doing this karate crap on me, and I'm like, ah, why would you add that? <laughs> I mean, just give them what they want. If you're writing that book for that purpose, which was stupid anyway, just to say, okay, fine, I'll say I did it if you'll pay me. Right. Then just be like, yeah, I showed up, uh, it happened, and that was the end of it. Now he starts going into the details of little things of like, oh, man, I, yeah, that's, that's, uh, okay. <laughs> but what a crazy... What was that, like a two-year-long trial? I mean, it was long. It, was, it feels like it was longer than it was. Yeah, I think, it was. But it, it went on forever. Yeah, it did. And it, the deliberation didn't, but the trial did. Right. <laughs> the deliberation, like, all the lawyers left town thinking, like, well, we at least got a week before this is going to be over. And yeah. they were just like, no, we're good. Wasn't Johnny Cochran on a plane? Yeah, they were. Uh, they were. Yeah. It, it, the, what took longer was getting all the lawyers back to the courthouse for the, uh, for, the to read the uh, verdict. Man, yeah, they, they expected that to go on for, for days, didn't they? Oh, weeks. Weeks, yeah. They had a mountain of stuff to dig through. And it, look, it was it was a sign of the times of what happened there. And, and dig into some of the documentaries on it. There are, it's it's deep, man. It's it's very deep. And if you want some fun entertainment, you can check out that FX series as well. <laughs> really well done. It was it was a lot of fun. They, they I mean, they made it way more cinematic than it actually was. But you know. They did. Oh, absolutely. But, you know... Uh, Based on everything I've read and all the stuff that I know about it and take it for what it's worth, it seemed like it was very factual. They seemed to follow the story as best they could. I, don't know, I had a problem with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, as right. OJ. <laughs> the dude's tiny, right? And yeah. OJ, OJ was is, is not a short guy, no, is he? No, I'll give you that one. But Sarah Paulson, what doesn't she kill it in, though? Oh, to Marsha Clark, man, that's like that's like her magnum opus role right there. Sarah, so Sarah Paulson's great and everything, but she was really she killed it as Marsha Clark. So happy OJ Day! We're celebrating all across America. Today. He's going to be on Twitter. We know he's going to be on Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, I bet he will. He's going to crack jokes about it on Twitter. I mean, whatever, dude. You got away with murder, anyway. Uh, Spent too long on that, so let's just get through the weather real quick. <laughs> it's the Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. Fortnite the Morning X. It is Kev. Friday morning. Matt Hall is here. Good morning, Matt. Happy Happy Friday. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I suppose so. It's too early to start celebrating Friday, though. I think, you know, f- around 5 o'clock we can start. That's when you crack one open, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Kick off the weekend. Yeah, flip off the boss. Or crack one open now, but you have a problem. <laughs> right. It's a little early for that. <laughs> 7 a.m. Uh, done anything to get yourself canceled lately, Matt? Uh, you know, probably every day, but I just I, I live for me now, Kev. So if you well, don't like me, then well, you got to be careful because nowadays you can get canceled for saying that you could be canceled. Really? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, he said he could be, so he must have done something. Canceled. We better get rid. Re- How dare he say that? Well, apparently they've pretty much canceled everybody on Earth because now they're moving on to dead people. Who's they? I don't understand. You know the they, the collective they, the the, in- the internet. We'll call it the internet. The cancel kids. Yeah, cancel the cancel kids. Right. Uh, there was a thread on Reddit that asked which dead celebrities we should not worship because they were garbage human beings. So basically, if they were alive today, they could probably be canceled. Yeah. Uh, and there's a big list here <laughs> of people who I may not have known were douchey or creepy. Like, for example, David Bowie. What's wrong with him? He allegedly regularly had sex with underage teen girls. Do we know that for sure? How? Do, where is this facts coming from? I mean, he, he was a rock star in a time when rock stars were just banging everybody. Yeah, that's true. You know, the girl comes backstage at a concert and wants to hook up. In, the, in those days, they weren't like, wait a minute, how old are you? <laughs> Probably. You know, and, and David Bowie, you know, he was just one of those symbols who... 
He also slept with Mick Jagger, I think. I think. Probably. Have you, you know, seen Dancing in the Street, the video? No, no but... Uh, <laughs> you, oh, actually, yes, I have. It's watch, awful. You yeah. should watch it, yeah. <laughs> and then get back to me on that one. Uh, uh, Prince as well. Prince. What? Don't uh, cancel Prince on me. I'm not saying I'm going to cancel Prince. I'm just saying that he apparently was really bad to work with, kind of the Ellen DeGeneres factor there. Oh, whatever. Fine. You know what? Because he's a genius. There used to be a saying, you're nobody in this industry until you've been fired by Prince. Really? Yeah. You know, I can I I can get that he would probably be tough to work with. Well, most geniuses probably are. Hey, get on their level or get out. They just can't like get on your level because they're so far above you. They don't know what to do. That's did, all. Did you see the last dance with Michael Jordan? He basically was like, either get on my level or get out of my way. Well, yeah, Michael Jordan had to face some flack after ba- that documentary revealed that he was kind of a tough ass. You yeah, know? like he was, kind of a jerk. But he alienated everybody, but he won six championships and is the goat. So greatness, yeah, yeah. greatness comes at a price, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole Spider-Man thing, isn't it? With great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. All right, now we're getting into <laughs> uh, Thomas Edison was apparently a dick. How does anybody know it was like an 1865? How do you, or whatever, 17? There was history being recorded back then. There was no... There was no internet, but still. Apparently, Thomas Edison stole patents. Uh, He stomped out competitors with physical force and violence. There you go. Allegedly electrocuted an elephant to mislead the public that his inferior power grid was less dangerous than Nikola Tesla's. Yeah, him and Tesla had beef, and I think they got into it a few times. Yeah, um, I would have loved to have seen that boxing match. Yeah, I'm a big Tesla fan. Or how about we try to electrocute each other and see whose works better? (laughs) I like how back then there was this big rivalry between Edison and Tesla and they're going at it. How about Ray Charles? You want to cancel Ray Charles? Why? What's his deal? He apparently made babies all over the world and then refused to acknowledge them. Well, I mean... Probably, I guess. <laughs> uh, the, these are dead people that Reddit says we should cancel. But you know what? They're, they've moved on. There's nothing you can do about it, internet people. This is, this, this is no surprise to me. This person was actually not a feminist and was more accurately a big misogynistic jerk. Who do you think it is? He's dead? Yeah. John Wayne. John Wayne's on this list. I'll get to him. Uh, but I'm thinking of Hugh Hefner here. Hugh Hefner. Oh, Hugh Hefner, huh? Yeah, a lot of people think, oh, he's uh, such a feminist, right? I've heard that about him, but apparently he wasn't. He was just a big, pervy, misogynistic jerk. <laughs> who would have thought a guy with seven <laughs> girlfriends who lived in a, a Playboy mansion would be a jerk, a misogynistic jerk? Uh, right, for sure. Um, Stanley Kubrick was apparently a big a-hole to his actors. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, no mystery. Uh, James Brown, FDR. Uh, John Wayne is on the list. He was a white supremacist, homophobic, sexist, and straight-up horrible person. They actually did kind of cancel him already. Like, they took his name off the airport in L.A. Did they? Yeah, there was apparently an airport. They just they took his name off of it, and they were going to name it something else. Well, you know, it was a different time, but you can't be doing that, right? I gotcha. <laughs> I mean, are we canceling dead people, or should we just let them be dead? Just let them be dead. They're done. They're already canceled. If, if God canceled them They've already. They've already been canceled by God. And he is dealing with them. <laughs> yeah. He is dealing with them the way he sees fit, if you believe in all that. Yeah. If you don't, then they're just rotting in the earth. And either way, they're over. Let them, let them yeah. be officially canceled. They're, they're canceled. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Hall. Yep. Appreciate that. We interrupt this program to increase dramatic tension. 104.9. Say it! Say it! The Morning X. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour, powered by Expert Electronics, your car audio and tint headquarters. It's 104.9 The Morning X. Send us a text to 59457. Just start it with Kev, and it will come to me. Not Kev, comma, not Kev dash, just Kev, space, then your message to 59457. You can also call the X voicemail line at 815-575-XVM1. 
Got a text from the 815 talking about our conversation earlier about canceled dead people. Apparently Walt Disney was a big douche as well, anti-Semitic and such. I think I knew about that. Comment on anything we've been talking about using the text line or the ex-voicemail line. Later on this hour, your nerd news headlines. And I can't tell if this guy from Nebraska is my hero or a complete idiot. Because first of all, we'll start with the hero part. He did this for a really good cause. Okay, here's what he did. He set a new world record by completing 60 skydiving jumps in 24 hours. Which is a lot of jumps. But he he did this for a mental health charity. Which I can get behind mental health charities. You gotta take care of your mental health, you know? Um... But he did 60 jumps in 24 hours while completely in the nude. <laughs> Naked skydiving. I don't know if this is a sport I could get into. Uh, he, his name is Ryan Knuf. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. He contacted Guinness World Records about setting the record for most naked sky jumps in 24 hours. And the group said he could create a new world record category if he performed at least 25 jumps in the time period. Uh, he said it's an informal tradition for skydivers to perform their 100th jump in the nude. And he came up with the idea to set the naked skydiving world record as a fundraiser for mental health. And uh, he said he had a friend that he lost to mental health issues that was really close to his 100th jump and didn't quite make it. So he's out there doing this for him and a lot of other people that we've lost to mental health, which is a great thing. He's uh, he, he raised money for the Movember Foundation, a charity dedicated to men's mental health and suicide prevention. Uh, 60 naked jumps over weeping water in Nebraska. Now, I don't know if you've ever been skydiving or seen skydiving videos, but when they show you up close while you're falling, your cheeks are flapping in the wind, right? It's, it's, it's like a... Now, just imagine that, but it's not your cheeks flapping around. It's your, it's your ball bag. <laughs> Just slapping against your legs at 90 mile an hour wind. <laughs> just just sounds horribly painful. But, you know, we'll go ahead and say hero. Big ups to this guy. It's Kev. Excellent. On 104.9. That's incredible. The Morning X. That guy's a tool. You're a tool. Tool of the day. Powered by Retool of Rockford, where they buy, sell, and trade tools on East State Street. Time for today's Tool of the Day on 104.9 The Morning X. And we can file this one under the Karen files, my friends. Uh, you know, it's always an aggravation when your flight gets delayed or canceled. Uh, but it went from annoying to prosecutable for one New York woman. Jamie E. Ecker was her name. She was trying to get on an Allegiant Airlines flight. Takeoff had been delayed for eight hours, and then the flight was canceled due to technical problems. Now, uh, Apparently, during that eight hours, this woman, Jamie Ecker, got intoxicated. Yeah. Getting drunk at the airport. And then she allegedly uh, snuck into a restricted area to try and get her luggage back from the flight. And, uh, you know, most people, would they'd say, hey, you can't go in there. And they'd be like, oh, sorry. And then, you know, go sleep it off or whatever. But she decided to assault a sheriff's deputy. All right. Uh, but the sheriff of the place they were at, New York, wherever, Craig Apple, he told news uh, that he blames Allegiant Airlines' negligence for letting the woman enter the restricted area in the first place. So everybody's the tool of the day. Congratulations. Don't be a tool like anybody here, but the right tool for your job. You can find it at Retool of Rockford, where they buy, sell, and trade tools on East State Street next to Chuck E. Cheese. Go and see Dave or visit rockfordretool.com. We interrupt this program to increase dramatic tension. 1049. Say it! Say it!
The Morning X.